Blog Talk Radio. We've had the best football picks for a decade. And we ain't stopping now. Live from the IMLD Home Studios, in its 10th season, this is, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your host, Jay Andre. Okay, good evening. I don't know if I'm being heard right now. Uh, Dre's having some power issues. So here I am. I'm Jay, waiting for Dre to get into the show. This is In Much Less Detail, the podcast. We are live tonight. It's uh, September 24th, 2022. I think Dre is trying to call in. I'm letting him into the show right now. Hey, Dre, are you there? You're, you're barely on. Um, can you hear me? No, I, I, I hear you, but I hear a horrible echo. Oh. At least you're hearing me. Uh, I don't know if the intro was played at all. I couldn't hear anything. I was having all kinds of issues getting into the show. So long story short, Andre's having power issues down where he lives. His power keeps going out. So uh, he basically lets me know about two minutes before the show. So I switched into studio mode. Haven't done this in a while. So just bear with us. We're having some, or some technical difficulties. It's not, it's not on their end tonight. Tonight we're having some connection issues. So hopefully we can get this all settled down. And uh, how, how's it going over there, Dre? Uh-oh. I think, he's, I think his cell phone connection must be bad too. Everything's yeah. So what what happened? It's just uh, it doesn't sound like is the weather that bad down there? I'm not I'm not picking up anything from Dre here. So we'll give him a we'll give him a minute to figure these issues out. Planning on talking about our week three recap, uh, week two recap, I'm sorry, as we get into our week three picks. So we've got ourselves two hours here. Hopefully we don't need all two hours to get this uh, figured out tonight. But it was a crazy week. Uh, I, I, I got to say, oh, wait, Dre's trying to get in a different way now. Let me mute his phone. Let him in here. Hello. Are you there? Can you hear me now? Yeah, no, I hear you great now. Oh, excellent. So what's what's well, going on down there? Uh Noah's Ark. The the heavens opened up and Oh wow. Lost power and uh for a little while it's back now, but Okay. 
you, you never know how long that'll last. Right. So, so yeah, no, I've got the board up and running. I did. I was too busy trying to get myself into the show, so I don't know if the intro played. It's okay. We're both here now. We're both here. Coming live. Doing it live. Doing it live. That's right. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. No. no. You know what? Just a little hiccup at the beginning. We, we've had way worse happen. Right. Hey, yes. what uh, happened? <laughs> yeah, at least we don't have to do the whole show through the phones uh, or anything. Well, hopefully not. Um, uh, if the power flashes and I'm disconnected, then we know we'll, I'll have to go through the phone again. Yeah. So you couldn't hear me on the phone at all? Uh, it was awful. No. Oh, so it really was, bad. yeah, there was this horrible, like, echo and yeah. reverberation, and you were barely responding to anything I was saying, even with the, the, like, the known delay. Well, I was fully responding. You just couldn't hear it. Oh, okay. Well, was I was okay. trying to explain that uh, when the weather gets bad down here for some reason we we have a really good chance of losing power and that's exactly what happened and yeah literally five minutes before the show it just started raining and i actually told my wife damn it i, I hope we don't lose power <laughs> we're about to start the show and like 30 seconds after i said that we lost power well the good news is uh no major uh weather events going on here right now it's just chilly and drizzly here so we should be we should be okay on my end. Um, you must be here. You must be sounding me. Uh, you know, hearing me just fine. I hear you perfectly fine. So that, that's that's good. So what we won't know until tomorrow is is anyone else hearing anything either one of us is saying. That, that that's true, and you're crystal clear. So hey, that's what matters because we got to get we got uh, you know picks to do and right last week's uh, hardware to hand out. So right. Not not sure how you wanted to uh, how you wanted to start. Uh, or where how you wanted to go if you just wanted to jump right in or if you had some 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 sort of preamble that you wanted to go over and talk about things it was a wild week it was another wild week it was a week of just the wildest improbable comebacks three of them um i wanted to i, I feel i felt like from your the tenor of your texts and your uh anger issues at what was going on that uh the the way to go would be to let you have the floor and start off with what is what I'm completely well, guessing worry. would be your we'll, worst we'll of get the week. There. <laughs> we'll I, we'll get there. I'll still do my best of the week first. Don't worry. No. I've got okay. I've got something to talk about when it gets to worst of the week because worst of the do. week it sort of encapsulates all of the things that we were talking about uh, for week two. But I don't I don't want to start negative. Um, no. So okay. I'll, I'll I'll do my best of the week first. I'll get that out of the way because it should be to talk about something positive. I didn't give I, last week. I talked about my my week one performances by by quarterbacks who actually you know played a lot in or played some and played well in preseason, and it's I, it it took away from what I was going to originally say my best of week one was well. No doubt in week two, it was the same thing. So I don't have to worry about my best of the week getting taken over by something because what should have been my best of the week in week one is my best of the week in week two. And goddamn, Buffalo Bills are really good. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of, kind of. You high. know, <laughs> uh, I said I wanted them to show me that they, uh, that they could win a, uh, against a team that they should stomp. And uh, they showed me. Mm-hmm. There was uh, that was a no doubter. 
Uh, Boy, uh, howdy. In, in, yeah, that was all. Oh, you've got access. Are you in the studio, too? Uh, yeah, I'm not the host, but... Okay, but yeah. Well, actually, t- so I'm technically the host. I am yeah. in, though, on the call-in line because I couldn't hear anything as the host. Oh, okay. So you're so actually, you're the host, and we're both guests at the same time. And we're both guests at the same time, but we're both in the studio. So, yeah, yeah so we could have, like, dueling <laughs> drops things. tonight. That's okay. It's okay. It's been a while since I've had the, the control of the board um, up. So if I need a quick drop, I can drop it. And it seems like my responsiveness on hitting the buttons really quick. I have, de- I have halfway decent internet, so that's good. Um, that's good. But the bills just – Did you just wow. hear the thunderbolt behind me there, by the way? It's, no, uh, I didn't. No, okay. you've got, So you've got, like, straight-up storms going on down there right now. Yeah, and it just started, like, five minutes before the show. Perfectly but everything that, that I was going to say, you know, and I, I didn't want to double down last week with the Bills because they had been so impressive on that first night yeah. that we talked a lot about it on the Saturday show when we did the picks. So I was like, okay, well, that's going to be a bit redundant. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not worried about being redundant right now. Um, you know, didn't have it, didn't have, I mean, everybody was out of that game in the third quarter. <laughs> Nothing mattered in that game. Nobody was coming back. There was going to be no crazy shenanigans going on in that game. The, the, the clearly superior team showed up, did their jobs. And by midway through the third quarter, uh, they were all thinking about the flight home. It was, uh, impressive again. And, you know, for all the other things that happened, all the wild finishes and all the, the, the crazy points that were scored and the big comebacks and all that other stuff that happened, I'm going to take my best of the week to actually give it to the team that just was the best. Definitely uh, understandable. I also would like to toast the Buffalo Bills as my best <laughs> of the week. Okay, hang on. I'm done slobbering on them. Now you can do it. Now I can, we're, we're taking turns. We're switching off. Uh, shout out to all the, the double team artists out there. Uh, yeah, the Titans finally forced uh, the Bills to punt in the third quarter. Uh-huh. And at that point, Kyle Phillips said, nah, I don't want this thing here. Uh, let's it pop him right in the face. Uh, Bills recover, kick a field goal. It, it, it wasn't Tennessee's night, but more importantly, it was uh, the Bills' night to continue what looks to be a a barnstorming tour, a a revenge on everyone who's wronged us tour. Uh, We talked about how the Titans play bully ball and play winning ugly and beat up the Bills and uh, put them back in their place uh, with regularity. And my reasoning for locking up the Bills to get their revenge on the Titans was this ain't the same Buffalo Bills, man. This is a different team. This is a different mindset. Uh, they, they tried, too. The Titans tried to play the same bully ball. They were pushing Buffalo around a little bit in the first half. The difference was Buffalo responded back and pushed them right back and said, no, fuck you. No, we, we're the bullies now. We're the big men on the block, and we're not going to take this shit lying down. We're going to come right back and do what we do. And then in the third quarter, they just completely buried them. Um, it was very, very impressive. You know, I am the captain now. I didn't get that drop. I should have, but Buffalo said, <laughs> no, nah, we're the captain now. We're going to play the, the ugly bully ball, and yeah. we're going to go over the top, and we're going to do special teams. We're going to do pretty much everything in our power to, to put you down, and uh, the Titans' response was to put uh, Malik Willis in in the third quarter. It's like, okay, we, we have absolutely no chance of this one. Um, 
uh, yeah, uh, this is about the most impressive uh, first two games of a season I think I've ever seen a team have. They The Bills are uh, every bit of them, offense, defense, special teams, everything is clicking, everything is working. Um, even when they look a little weak or a little off, they, they write the ship, like, almost immediately. Um, it, it was uh, very, very impressive to watch that happen on Monday night. And, uh, again, just to do that to a team that has been uh, pushing them around and has been making an example of them uh, the last few years and saying, no, you, you think you're bad? No, you're not really that bad. We're telling you how bad we are. And the Bills uh, finally responded and said, we're going to show everybody how bad we are. Yeah, I Yeah, we're slobbering the Bills, and we're taking turns, and they deserve it because this is uh, just about as dominant a start to a season as as I've seen in a long time. Yeah, and they deserve it. I should have given it to them last week, but I didn't. And, you know, it was like once I knew that they had done it again, they shut me the hell up. I mean, and I'm all over. Trust me. Now, I liked the Bills before it was cool. (laughs) But – Hipster Jay liked him before all y'all leaked. That's right. I was on the Bills years ago. It's on the record on this show. But they had project was really a project. They had a tendency to come up small in games like these, right? I, I mean, mm-hmm. I I was only doing that as that's a show me pick. <laughs> show me guy. Well, okay, all right. <laughs> I ate my words. They showed me. I took that one on the chin. Uh, we ended up taking that split on Monday. Thank God I was able to get the other one because. Um, I'll tell you what, I think after the win last night, what am I, three games back now? Sounds like it. Uh, Yeah, because you picked up two each in the first two weeks. Yeah, so absolutely, I I, I feel like I'm ten games behind you. That's how bad (laughs) last week was and the start of this season feels for me. And I look up and I get a a Thursday night win. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm three back. All right, It's, it's it's not a you know, hair on fire, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. No, because as bad as my week was last week, yours wasn't much better. So I don't feel so bad. Uh-oh, did I lose you? We lost Dre. Hope his power didn't go out again. This could be a crazy night. Um, we'll see. We'll see how he connects, if he connects back here. Or, yeah, it says he dropped. Oh, boy. Um, but we both did our best of the week and we both had the Buffalo Bills. It's hard. Yeah. It can't say too many, too many enough good things about how they've been playing to start the season. And I had them as my Super Bowl team. So yeah, I took one out of the chin last week, taking uh, betting against them. Dre smart enough to lock them up. He is uh, not allowed to lock the bills up again this week. And it looks like he's back. We'll, is this thing on? Power, power flashing on you over there? I didn't think it was, but I dropped. I, that much oh, yeah. I know. I was mid-sentence, and I was like, I heard a change. Like, you know, sometimes you're talking, and right. all of a sudden you're not talking to anybody, and you just get that weird sense. I kind of had that weird sense that I, I wasn't talking to anybody anymore. And sure enough, I go back to the studio, and you were gone. Mm-hmm. No, I knew it because I you... I lost you in my ear, and I said oh. out loud, are you still on? And you're just talking right through, so you didn't hear me at all. And the reason is because I was the one that was dropping. So, um, but you're back yeah. again. So we'll, but I'm, I'm back we'll, again. We'll, pow- we'll power through it. Hopefully it's not going to be – hopefully you don't just completely lose power. 
And I'm like uh, Kirby's, I, I keep coming back up. That's, <laughs> that's right. So <laughs> see how long that lasts. So that, yeah. our best of the week, we are kumbaya. And uh, I was just explaining. I was explaining that means uh, you cannot lock the Bills up this week. I cannot um, go on a ten game, a ten week streak of just locking up the Buffalo Bills, no matter how impressive they are. It would it would be tempting. <laughs> it is the way they're playing. It, it's yeah. very tempting. Um, now again, I had uh, I lost my lock um, on on Sunday with the uh, with the crazy finish that uh, that in uh, the L.A. Arizona game, which is uh, Vegas. Man, that game, that game was rough, and, and and because it was in the late slate, there's not that many afternoon games. You know, I'm watching Red Zone um, as I'm coming down with COVID at the same time. And I'm watching all these things kind of start happening, and it's like you just—I'm watching the end of that game. And it's like, oh, it's just one of those games that made me feel icky. So, yes, my my uh, here's officially what I wrote down here on my note for worst of the week: blown leads and bad refing. <laughs> it's and that's exactly what it is. Uh, it's basically a bad product. There were several games that were just wasn't good football. Um, you know, one of the big comebacks, even two of them were products of teams that played dumb and had big deficiencies, you know, you, and it, but it's still not good football. Uh, the Rams had the huge lead on Atlanta and Matt Stafford was just decided to go back to old Matt Stafford. He just started throwing picks like crazy in that game and just kept letting Atlanta get back in and climb back in. And that game ended up getting really fun late. Um, Atlanta now has the distinction of being 0-2 straight up, but 2-0 against the spread. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> if, you've been, if you've been betting Falcons, you've been winning money. Um, and then the Ravens, as I'm digging more into it, I realize the Ravens' problem is you'd think for a team that can front run, or that's built to front run like the Ravens can, they have two major problems for a team that wants to front run. They can't run the football, and they have no secondary. Really hard to front run that. And way. it was once they once they got up by so much that they forced the Dolphins to throw. It almost played into their biggest weakness, which was I don't know if you saw the game as it was unfolding or the highlights of the game. I have never seen. We, we joke about the Bears with the cover zero or, or, yeah. the, or, the, or the Seahawks with the Legion of Room. I've never seen as many free runners in one game as I saw in the second half of that Miami-Baltimore game. It was uh, Peter King actually covered it uh, as part of his uh, Football Morning in America column. Yeah. He uh, went back. To and talk to the uh, coaching staff, Mike McDaniel, uh, in Miami after that game. And it was, you know, Lamar in his contract year putting up a, an incredible show mm-hmm. in, the, in the first half. And I wrote down before I knew uh, anything about the comeback that Tua and the Dolphins said, oh, yeah, fuck you and your contract year. We're going to do this. And I found out literally the play where Tua goes up top to Tyreek Hill is called the fuck you play. That's what the Dolphins oh. refer to it as. Okay. <laughs> like here, we got this. We got the speed. We're gonna beat you deep. You can't stop it. Fuck you. Which is what I actually thought 
Pat Mahomes should have done more often uh, when he had Tyreek Hill in Kansas City. Correct. Uh, this is what Miami now has decided to do with Tyreek Hill's speed, and yeah, that's what you're supposed to do when you have the clear uh, advantage. My, my lights just flickered again, by the way, so stand well, by. You're still here. You're still here. At the moment. Um, I did, and I don't even hear the rain anymore, but yeah, my power is very shaky. Uh, but that's what you're supposed to do when you have a, the clear speed advantage on the field. We're talking NFL athletes, some of the fastest people in the world, and when you got a guy that's demonstrably faster than everyone else in Tyreek Hill, use that speed. Go over the top and dare them to stop you because nine out of ten times they, they can't. They're not going to. Um, and it really is called the fuck you play when they just go deep to Tyreek when they get when they get him in single coverage. Um, you had Miami uh, plus 160 on the money line. You gave us that tip. Uh, I didn't make money off it. You didn't. I hope somebody out there did because you gave yeah, it to I, you, you said it. I <laughs> – you know, which is weird because I'm watching this thing collapse for the Ravens, and I'm feeling I'm feeling bad because I know I'm watching a, a team that's just completely decimated in the secondary, just get yeah. boat raced yep. um, by by the Dolphins, and just busted coverage. I mean, it was a master class in busted coverage that the Ravens were putting on in the second half of that game. It was it was painful to watch, but. It played right into what I said was, yeah, take the take the Dolphins straight here. Yep, I, I had it too. So um, just didn't yeah. didn't put the cash on it. No, I I was saying uh, to put them on the money line and put put them that that was the stronger play if you think that a team's going to win as an underdog, right? Spit the money line instead of taking the number. Um, yeah, that would have paid out. Didn't do it. That would have been a hard bet to watch though. Oh, that would have tore your insides up watching Lamar just completely yeah. dominate in the first half. Uh, and Lamar goes for, what, 318 and three touchdowns yeah. passing. Yes, and then another and 100 and some yards in the touchdown running. 119 yards running right. uh, in, in a long touchdown. Uh, he, he couldn't have done much else in that game. He did all he could, that's for sure. But outside of Lamar, I believe they ran for – 26 yards. It was some, it was a yeah, pretty sad number outside. That's of the a problem. That's, that's not how you hold on to a lead because you don't no. want to get your quarterback killed and you can't rely on that. So that's ends up being bad. As far as the bad reffing, I'm, I'm done with these five yard defensive penalties <laughs> that we already were complaining about last week. And here it was rearing its ugly head again. These things are getting flagged. It, it seems like, and I haven't red zone. You get to see it across all the teams and all the games. Boy, if there's a third down or a fourth down, I have seen more third and long, fourth and long bailout calls with these illegal contact penalties. So now they don't have to just call them straight up pass interference, you know, and completely let the offense move it. No, no, just, just give them four more downs, four more downs, four more downs, four more downs. It, yeah, it's getting to be it, – it, it, it's it got that keep scores close option feeling <laughs> to me. And, and it's, it, it's you know, I've complained enough in the past about refs, you know, not being able to see clear and obvious things right in front of them, right? Like I've hammered on face mask calls over the years. Like you can't see a guy in the open field getting pulled down by his face. But you can tell if <laughs> incidental contact or a hand is somehow guiding guys running at top speed on his route. I'm calling bullshit on that one. 
because right i mean these guys miss clear and obvious things and they're supposed to be able to make these you know hair trigger calls about defensive holding and there was the, the call at the end of the arizona las vegas game that gave them eight tries at the end zone instead of four was absolutely ridiculous because the raiders had a full-on rush on kyler murray was running around for his life on the opposite side of the field, in the back corner of the end zone, the receiver spun away, and there was some contact with the DB, and they flagged them. Yeah. Game was over. Because that play ended up being a incomplete fourth down throw. But, oh, hey, nope, we're just going to give them a few more yards. They had eight. It took the, it took the Cardinals eight tries inside the 10-yard line to score that game-tying touchdown. Yeah, very frustrating for anyone who picked the Raiders oh, I mean, uh, for the lock. Anybody watching football, that's bad football. <laughs> you give a team eight to eight tries like that. And then, of course, when it's on the fourth down that doesn't get converted, they call a ticky-tack foul on the opposite side of the field from the play Yeah, that had no impact on the outcome of the play. And, and you just know they can throw these flags whenever they want. On most of them, they don't even bother showing replays of these contacts. It's getting really bad. There was another, uh, I forget which game it was I was watching, but there was another one where there was a third and 22 or some ridiculous long uh, down in distance, and the team got stopped. And, oh, no, no, five yards, illegal contact. It's like, come on. No, let's just stop. Before the quarterback is sacked on fourth and 19 to turn the game around, right. illegal contact, yeah. defense number yeah. 27. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel like that Michael Jordan meme. Just you know, stop! Don't don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're totally done with all with all this. No, I, I'm done. We, I'm done with. I'm done with the keep scores close option. It's it's blatantly obvious. I mean, you said that you know, which is funny that the mouthpiece of the NFL, which is the broadcasting crews, are even you know bringing it up. That, the, that this is being encouraged as a way to like make games more competitive and boost ratings. Like the NFL needs bigger ratings by make, you know with a worse product. Yeah, they're coming right out and telling you now. They don't. They're not even trying to hide it. They're not trying to sugarcoat it. Uh, right. Look, we're we're doing this to get more points because we want more points because people watch when there's more points. Period. Yeah. That's it. No, it, it's 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 bad for football. I'm sure by, you know, you know how everything, everything is going to get called tighter as we get into the later stages of the season and the postseason, right? I mean, we had that whole season where we didn't know what the hell a catch was, and then in the Super Bowl, they're just, ah, it's all right, it's fine. It's all a catch. It's a catch. It's, a, it's, it's all, all a catch now. Yep. <laughs> no, you're right. They're, they're not going to keep calling this quite this tight as the year goes on. They're doing it now because it's a point of emphasis to start off the season. And they've yep. been told this is what we want. We want more illegal contacts to, to keep to almost a, almost you know, to keep games close. Uh, yeah, the keep games close option. Uh, but like you say, from the standpoint of us picking games, it's impossible sometimes to pick a game when that's determined when things like that are what's determining the outcome. It's a coin toss at that point. It is. Um, yeah, believe me, nothing's more frustrating than. Uh, thinking that you got a pick right, that you clearly backed the better team on the field, yes. and 
due to referee uh, sh- uh, shenanigans and hijinks uh, that the worst team got multiple chances to the backdoor cover and win the game. And, and that's exactly what happened uh, with Arizona and uh, Vegas. Yeah. And now Vegas had plenty. They should have never even been in a spot to, they should have been way up by even more. I don't understand. You know, so what they were doing was clearly wrong, but still you're, you're up by two, you know, two touchdowns, and two extra, you know, two, two point conversions going into the fourth quarter. You should be okay, but yeah, that, apparently that's an old school way of thinking because, you know, blown leads are just like normal now. Well, they get people to keep watching. Yeah, teams are yakking up these, you know, 16, 20, 20 whatever point leads now with regularity. So, um, they were all like just, the Buffalo Bills and, and just put people away. Then there's nobody watching, and it's all about the ratings. Yeah. Well, it also helps that the other team put starting you know, benches all their starters in the third quarter too. Like the Titans just knew we, we ain't coming back, guys. No, there was no referee shenanigans that could have turned that one around. No. <laughs> so, so what's your worst of the week? Uh, I knew you had to get that off your chest. I, I knew how uh, flaming hot and angry you were just from your text, like. Uh, when I see like four and five lines in a row from you of, of text, I'm like, oh, he's he, he's got some issues. And you you're talking about the fact that you lost that lock, and and also that you gave uh, your wife Vegas for yeah. her survivor, and that got uh, ripped away, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of uh, issues with that, and, and more, you know, on top of it, you basically said it's you know just bad for uh, bad football and bad to watch. It's bad uh, a bad TV product overall yes. and that's that, that's some strong uh sentiment but i i hear you i, I feel your your pain i, I understand because like i said when you think you got the right call and you uh put your reputation out there and you're on a football podcast telling everybody this is you know this is my this is how strong i feel this is my lock of the week and you know this is what's supposed to happen and then stuff like that goes down and you got to be sitting there going oh are you are you kidding me this is this is garbage out here. Come on. So I, I, I understand totally. Um, we briefly talked about what I deemed uh, the worst of the week to me. Very simply, that Ravens defense. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that we're both looking at that outcome as not the best for the Dolphins. That was some awful defense. You gave up. 469 yards and six touchdown passes to, to that guy. Yeah, to Tua. Okay, that's that's inexcusable. If Tua goes from here to be a, a four-time pro bowler and, and borderline Hall of Famer or whatever, then I'll completely eat those words. But to, to this point of his career before that game Sunday, Tua had not, I'm sorry, unless you're a Dolphins fan or an Alabama fan, Tua had not shown uh, the rest of us the ability to to put on a performance like that. He did that against the Ravens basically because their defensive backfield uh, in in the second week of the season is already crumbling and and falling apart again uh, like they did last year. But there were were you and I both taking the Dolphins straight up for just that reason. Yeah. uh, I didn't expect that, though. No. (laughs) Not like that. Which is funny because, uh, you know, sometimes we talk about how we ape each other's picks and steal each other's picks. Well, yeah, I, my smartest move of the week, I wrote it down here, smartest, Dolphins attacking depleted Ravens secondary. 
And just like I said when we were talking about it before, it, most free runners I have ever seen. Yeah. But the, the fucking play. We we know what they do now. That wasn't just Hill. That was, that was Waddle, too. They were all fucking it. They were all I mean, fucking the Ravens it. Everybody, were, go deep. The, the Ravens decided as a group to equal <laughs> opportunity cover nobody. <laughs> They were trying. They, they, that's, that's the sad part, man. They're trying. They just they they can't. They're not good enough. <laughs> the, the guys that are good enough out there are hurt and trying to play right. through, and the other guys that are better quality are not out there. And it's so not the like guys they that are. It's not like they have the issue like the Bills have, where the Bills lose guys like Tre'Davious White's out. Now they lose Micah Hyde for the whole year, but yeah. the Bills can band aid that because. They just put you on your ass. You, you won't get to throw the ball against that Bills defense. The Ravens, you you don't get home, and mm. there's nobody covering in the secondary. That's that's how you give up 460 yards passing to freaking Tua. Uh, no, you're absolutely right. It's so much easier to cover up uh, injuries in your defensive backfield when you don't have to use that defensive backfield to blitz or cover up what's going on yep. up front. You're just rushing the same four guys, and you're dropping all seven back after that and saying, come on, come beat us. What you got? We're, we're sitting back there waiting. So much easier for the Bills. So that was so that was your worst of the week, and my smartest of the week was that, <laughs> they, hey, they made the adjustment. As much as we talk about teams adjusting, apparently mm-hmm. the Dolphins got the memo like, well, if we're going to beat these guys, maybe we should go after that, uh, that awful secondary. I don't know why they didn't do that for the first. 40 minutes of the game, yeah. but some, apparently uh, necessity forced their hand. <laughs> uh, give them credit for figuring it out. It, it, they figured know, it teams, out. Some teams don't ever figure it out. Yeah, and that was smart. So that was my smartest of the week, which I'll, I'll defer to you for your smartest of the week. Dominant run blocking by the Green Bay Packers to uh, knock off the Chicago oh, Bears on Sunday yeah. night. Uh, and Chicago was also trying to move it on the ground, but they didn't commit to it. The, the Packers actually committed <laughs> to the run. I don't, I, dub, you, you, you keep doubling up with me on my awards. Because <laughs> this was my uh, – oh, hang on. Bears something special for this one. Oh, boy. It's the only one I gave for a WTF award to this week was uh, – here's how I wrote it. Bears offense once the script ran out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We talk about these teams, right, and how they have their script. This got really popular. Uh, you know, was it? Oh God, it was one of the. It was a bit Mike McCarthy or Mike Holmgren. I think it was Holmgren, right? Yeah, With the I think first it was. fifteen. Right. You know, and you for script those first fifteen plays. And whatever the Bears had on their script for that first drive against the Packers was like, oh, my God, the, the, the Packers are in for one hell of a game. The Bears came out. They had – they were running. They were doing they, – they, like, they must have just practiced those plays all week and not practiced anything else <laughs> because after the script was up, they were like, that's all we got. <sighs> and they didn't go back to David Montgomery until the game was out of hand. Right, that's my thing. Is it keep running? Running's working. Keep doing that. It, uh, yeah, I, I didn't get that at all. But the Packers, they were smart. They knew they were running well, and they kept running. And and you know, at at this moment, you cannot rely on the passing game. Aaron right. Rodgers looked, I, you know, he didn't look terrible, but 
that's not the strength right now of, of the Packers offense. It's it's the running it's the running attack. Um, you can move it on uh, teams uh, on the ground. You got the two headed monster. Um, you you really don't have to think too hard with this. Uh, let the the young pups uh, develop at wide receiver and uh, get a little better. And while you're doing that, just rely on the ground game and, and actually commit to it. Um, and and you're going to be okay. It's very very smart game plan by the Packers, uh, knocking off one of my picks there. I had, I thought Chicago had, boy, after too. that first drive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we both had Chicago with the points. Um, I did too. And then after that, yeah, after that first bears drive, it was hard. It was hard to watch the bears try to play offense after that. Now you stop aping my picks because fourth and goal in the shotgun at the one yard line. You're at the one yard line. <laughs> and yeah. you drop in the shotgun and then try to sneak your quarterback. You know, he was I didn't think he got in. But that replay he might have. was the well the thing is is when you actually watched the replay it didn't it was one of those replays where we have no clue. It's so close. We're just going with the call on the field. If they had called that a yes. touchdown, we it's a touchdown. Have overturned that either. Right. Yes. And if they didn't say it was a, it, that was so close because you're trying to draw the imaginary line to space, and then you see like the ball's cradled in his arm. The arm clearly was over the. It, that was just like one of those where you just don't definitively see the ball break the plane. So I understood them not giving him that, but it was still a terrible play call. I mean, even. Even if the you announcer. sneak him from under the center, you don't have to go through all that. Correct. And was that Collinsworth was even like, oh, I guess there's a lineup in the shot. And he was just hammering him for that, too, and, and, and for good reason. I was hammering him before the play got ran, before the snap. I was like, what are you guys? Oh, my God. The, I mean, first of all, they were abusing the Packers on the ground, which you can do. If you commit to it, sure. And – I, that didn't need to be a field sneak. That could have been a Montgomery. That could have been a lot of things that weren't that call. That was not a shotgun yeah. snap quarterback sneak on fourth and goal from the one. And all that, all that, mark. all that really did was blow our cover. I think I don't think the Bears <laughs> were going to come back and win, but it did blow our cover. Yeah, like we, we I think we had a good call there too. It wasn't as egregious yeah. as the uh, the Raiders somehow coughing up that game, but. Uh, I, I thought that was a good call that we had. And, uh, yeah, you, you gotta you gotta do better coaching than that. No, I agree with you. So, uh, stupidest thing of the week. Uh, my stupidest of the week. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's play calling gets his quarterback killed. Oh, poor kid. Uh, why are you running your quarterback that you just handed the keys to the car to? Why are you running that kid off tackle? That's what I want to know. Uh, that was designed. That wasn't a busted play. Mm-hmm. That was the play call. Well, it, if he thought, he got or if he knew that the kid's ankle was going to get snapped, he wouldn't have done that. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't care. It was. It, it was. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. As soon as I saw the play, it was like that was a dumb play call. And then, and then Trey Lance doesn't get up, and I'm like, oh, that's an even dumber play call. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, that. You know, for as much of a genius as you are drawing up offense 
And yes, you have a running quarterback, but don't do that. Yeah. Early in the game? It wasn't even a crucial spot. Yeah, for, Lance, a three uh, yard, for a three-yard carry off tackle, uh, Trey Lance will now not be playing football until 2023. Yeah. I uh, mean, that's, when you draft those kids that, that have that ability, that's, that's what you're doing. I mean, it, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of Kaepernick only because it's a San Francisco Niners uh, uniform out there, but when, that's what you got him for because he can do that and, and extend the defense that way and also throw the ball, um, although Trey yeah. Lance hasn't proven he can throw the ball he was, consistently. He basically ran him up the gut. Right, yeah. For no reason. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was ugly, too. Uh, yes. Um, I kept trying to sort of see what happened. Yeah. Didn't quite couldn't quite make it out and just gave up. Like, I really don't need to see it, it how. Wasn't, it wasn't Dak bad. Uh, you know, you right. see it and you clearly see it's busted, but it wasn't, you know, the foot aiming yeah, the wrong it was, way. If it was that bad, you could, you could, you wouldn't have to squint because Dak, it was right there for you because the camera didn't, right. cameraman didn't realize how bad it was until it was too late. And it was like, oh, yeah. geez, we need to look away from that. Right. I, I don't usually second guess guys on stuff like that, but that was an unnecessary. It was, it was a bad play call in the moment. Even when I was watching the game, I'm like, what are you doing? That's your quarterback, you know? That's your quarterback. That's your teammate. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't like it from the get-go, and uh, it was really bad. Yeah. That's my team. That's my quarterback. Uh, again, stop aping my picks. Let down of the week, <laughs> Trey Lance. Oh. Out for the year. Oh, oh man. Poor kid. That was that was my biggest letdown. Just because we we still don't know, we still any we have no idea if this kid's ready or or going to be ready. Or so just another year lost with all this drama last year, and then they make the decision. Okay, we're going to end the drama. We're going to give him the job. Uh, Jimmy G got us to the damn conference title game. We're still giving this kid the job because we believe that much in him, and we believe we got to have something other than Jimmy G. Oh look, Jimmy G all over again, uh, right back where he started from. Um, you know, neither of us had the kid covering uh, the 10-point spread that somehow the Niners are favored by, but then yeah. Garoppolo gets in there and does what he does, and look at that, he the just Niners wins. are covering. And, he yeah. just wins. That's yeah. it. He just wins. Ah. So we I'll give you my about, Oh, go ahead. No, just, just real quick, we were talking about Kyle Shanahan. When is he going to have to make that decision? Does he keep with Trey Lance? Does he go with, with – he had that decision made for him. He doesn't have to worry about that now. It was made for him. Yeah, when you go get your quarterback killed. <laughs> Man. Christ. Poor, All right, surprise of the week. Um, you're the PFF guy here. Yeah. Maybe you know this, but after through two games, this is only two games, do you know which team has the number one PFF-graded passing attack in the football? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. Well, I'll tell you why, because it's my surprise of the week. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. That is a surprise. Uh, it's a big surprise. Higher than Buffalo. Buffalo's number two. Wow. So the top-rated passing attack in the league, per your people over at PFF, it's the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts. Um, we talked about runner-thrower. Well, he's doing both. 
and and, it, and it's working for him so far. He's he's got the big target. I mean, this is another example of go get the big receiver to use the receiver, right? And yes. it's working. So AJ Brown is fitting right in. That just made that running attack of theirs even more monstrous. And uh, they put a whooping on the Vikings in that second Monday night game. And uh, thank God because it bailed me out for the week. But <laughs> I mean, I I've crapped. We've both crapped on Jalen Hurts, uh, me more than you on this show. So that's to me so far. Uh, and for week two, uh, my surprise so far has been the passing attack of the Philadelphia Eagles. Because their running attack is top graded too. No, the running hasn't uh, really fallen off, uh, but they're right. just now they're actually using uh, the the air, which is not something that Jalen Hurts right. had uh, been been good at before. But uh, through two games, adding AJ Brown has seemed to to make uh, all the difference. So, um, in a division that you'd think would be theirs for the taking now, with no uh, with yeah. Carson Wentz and, and and the Giants. So, if the Eagles can keep this up. They just got to clean up the tackling. They still can't tackle, but that's okay. Yeah, you don't have to if you're just going to keep scoring touchdowns. Uh, yeah, I'm every, just going to throw for, you know, you know, 200, 250 a game, run for that too, and that amount of balance. Yeah, you're dangerous. So good for the Eagles. That's my surprise of the week. So not really piggybacking me because this isn't uh, that game wasn't my surprise, but that game does have an award for me as well. Uh, Danielle, uh, get, get once again, lady. Quez Watkins running so free on a home yeah. run from 53 yards that the Minnesota defensive back on the other side of the field was so far away that I don't know which one it was. It was just a dot out there. He's throwing his hands up in the air. As the ball, before the ball is caught, the opposite field Viking DB is like, what the fuck? What? Oh, my God. What? Who was supposed to have him? <laughs> I don't know who was supposed to have Quez Watkins, but he was completely left alone. And you know it's bad when you make the other team throw their hands up in the air. He wasn't signaling yeah. touchdowns. It wasn't his team. He was going, <laughs> what the fuck was that? Because that's how wide open he was. Yeah, uh, the Vikings defense was confused and bad Monday night. Team, yes, teams want to dare Jalen Hurts to throw might want to rethink that strategy right now. You can do that if you cover the receiver. <laughs> Plus, this is where it's going to become really painful if you're trying to play the Eagles, if this is for real. Because, again, 2-0, we could look back at the end of the season and go, ah, yeah, remember that two-week run they had? Yeah, uh-huh. that didn't last. But It's if, like the Panthers 3-0 last year. Right. But you're not going to be able to stack the box against this team anymore if Jalen Hurts is right. semi-competent throwing the football. Mm-hmm. No, it's and, dangerous looking. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, all I've got left is my letdown of the week. Okay. Well, so you uh, had given your surprise. I haven't given my surprise. Ah. Uh, strange that you said it. Strange shit happens in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, you were all over that shit. Shut out, yeah. blanked by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now it's not can't be as big of a surprise to you because you again you have the Jacksonville Jaguars in the playoffs this year. You did that. I'm just saying after two games, I'm not looking terrible on that. I don't think anyone else has got a blank in this year. I think that's the only shutout of, of the season. <laughs> I might no, be. No, I mean they. 
could have won that first game too. We could be talking yeah. about a two and zero Jacksonville squad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's funny. Strange shit. That's funny because that's my letdown. <laughs> I wrote it here. <laughs> Indy is hot garbage. <laughs> it's not just that the Jags seem to have their number because they did this to them in that Week 18 game uh, last year. Kept Wentz. them out of the playoffs. But now it's Indy just, just is they're not good. Matt Ryan's not giving them what they thought they were going to get out of him. Michael Pittman's been hurt. Jonathan Taylor has been a, a non-factor so far in two games. And they they scrambled to get that tie. They should be straight up 0-2. Yeah, Texans had that one. And uh, they're, they're not doing anything well. They're not rushing the passer. They're not defending the pass. They're not running the ball. Matt Ryan still, still has his God-given ability to take a sack on every third down that means anything. <laughs> the Jags were in his grill the whole game. So, yes, the Jags' defense looks much better, which I expected them to. And uh, Trevor Lawrence, he really seems to have something going with Christian Kirk. Like, he's actually got himself a real wide receiver. James Robinson's playing well. So, Jacksonville looks fine. That side of the part ball wasn't so surprising to me. I haven't in the playoffs. It's Indy just shit in the bed. That's the surprise to me. And that's a letdown because the Colts yeah. shouldn't be this bad this fast. Uh, I wouldn't think so. I mean, uh, Manny Ice had no weapons and no time. <laughs> when, no. You have, <laughs> when your best receiver is not there to begin with, and then uh, you get in the game and take those sacks, you had five sacks, three INTs. Um, only 195 yards in the air. Yeah, I will say that that is a letdown and a surprise. Uh, I think we uh, both have the same sentiment, just in using different words. Yes, bad. <laughs> Not the worst of the week, though. No. Uh, yeah, Matt Ryan. Uh, you love your you love your turnover worthy throws, right? Ooh, ooh. Who leads the league in turnover worthy <laughs> throws through two games? Matt oh, Ryan. Boy. Oh boy. And Derek Carr. They're tied. Uh, I, with Carr, I'm not surprised because he, he'll do that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're they're not not doing well uh, so far. Yeah, uh, Matty Ice might be might be cooked. It's hard to be ice when you when you're hot garbage. That doesn't really go together. Yeah. So Indy is hot garbage. That that does it for my uh, week two awards. I don't know if you had any others. Yeah, I didn't get my dumbest or. Uh, oh, your stupidest. Yep. Uh, so, Jameis pulling a baker, uh, trying to play through a broken back. Somehow, this came out uh, Sunday morning before the games got started that uh, Jameis Winston is trying to play through four, count them four, broken bones in his back. Doing a baker that's maybe. Good look. That's that's not a good look. He's doing a um, baker. And a breeze. Do you remember when we found out after the Oh the, yeah, he had a cord getting a breeze like whole body has broken down after the season was over, but he never showed up on the injury report. And somehow hmm. that all just got kind of swept under the rug by the league, even though you would have thought there'd been some some fines or some some penalties for that or, you know, some suspensions, you know, coaches getting censured or something. No, none of that happened. Nah. 
and, and we're seeing that continue uh, this week because Tom Brady's got some sort of finger malady that everyone's uh, reporting on, oh, but you, you okay. don't see that on the injury report either. Yeah, it's a ring finger malady, it seems like. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. That's the that's the uh, finger that seems to be having issues for Tommy. Hey, hey! I, I'm not in his bedroom. I don't know anything about it. I'm, I'm just going to move on from that. Um, but no, uh, Jameis, three INTs, trying to play through this this back thing. Uh, Saints fall to, to Tampa. Uh, Brady didn't look good himself. Um, no, he played terrible. He didn't play good until Marshawn Lattimore got thrown out of the game. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, that probably had a lot to do with it, yeah. It did, because that game was really tight until that fight. It's a goofy-ass game, too. You got Jameis with the, the back thing. You got Brady flinging tablets around, getting red ass. Uh, yeah, that's... Stupid ass brawl. Um, Bruce Arians uh, roaming the sideline during that brawl. Uh, Bruce, you're not the coach anymore. I, I don't know if someone gave you the memo. Uh, you're not the coach of the Buccaneers. I don't know what you're doing roaming the sideline during all of that. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of weirdness in that game. But at the end of the day, uh, Tommy finally breaks the, the the spell that the Saints had over the Buccaneers after he got their first yeah. win uh, against the Saints as a Buck. Uh, but yeah, that's my my dumb is. Um, here we go again with a guy that's going to try to be tough and be there for his team and play through broken bones. And uh, dude, sit, sit the hell down, get that fixed. Get, it, it, there's there's no award for playing through a broken back and 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 looking bad and throwing. To, James can throw three ints healthy. Like that's not a thing for him. He can throw ints with his eyes open or closed. It doesn't matter with him. But if you're going to send him out there, uh, clearly much much less than a hundred percent. And your only uh, excuse in, in your response is to throw your shoulders up and say, well, the doctor say it's not going to get any worse if he plays through it. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to go through this tomorrow with Herbert, right? Because – Oh, dude. He, we saw it happen when he landed on that dude's helmet. Yeah. We saw in a how... weird way. You know, like the helmet gets kind of tucked under him, and then he falls back and lands on the dude's helmet. So you just know broken ribs right away. No, no, it's broken rib – Cartilage. I don't care what you want to call it. That almost sounds worse than broken ribs. He's got. He's got know. a rib. Die. He's got rib. Die. Die. He's got ribs. He's got ribs. <laughs> like Carson's. He's some um, barbecue sauce in those ribs. <laughs> but if it's gonna hurt him like that every time he tries to drop back and throw, or it hurts him so bad. He couldn't run six feet for an obvious first down at the end of that Thursday. And I know he's had a couple extra days because it was a Thursday night game. But did you see the line movement on that game? Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. somebody knows something because you don't go from seven and a half to three <laughs> in, a, in a day. It might have, I think it was 10, like right when the line opened, yeah, maybe, the like most last things, Thursday. When I saw most of the week, it was seven, seven and a half. And yeah. that thing went from seven and a half to three. Like, yeah. snap your fingers, it's four and a half. So, yeah. that. So, we're talking about this with Hertz. Uh, not Hertz, with uh, Winston. We're going to be, mm-hmm. we're, when we talk about that uh, Chargers game. Yep. Yeah. Something, there's some shenanigans going on there, too. Because you don't get that kind of line movement. For a guy who's oh, he's been practicing and dressing all week, uh, yeah. Um, it's such a uh, hairy situation that our actual line uh, source, uh, covers.com, doesn't oh. 
have that line up. I had to go get an alternate uh, line from ESP, ESPN for that game. That, oh. that free handicapping contest that uh, Covers.com has, yeah. which is the lines uh, that I use, um, because they are always, through the years, the most reliable for actually having spreads in situations like this when the quarterback is iffy and questionable. Yeah. Uh, where everyone else just said, just shut it down. Just, no, we don't have a line for that. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, usually they would have a line. They don't even have a line for this. It's, they have it's, no idea. I'm looking at the covers.com odds page, which is what I usually use when I make yeah. my pick, and that's where sometimes you and I differ. Um, but all the lines they have from one, two, three, four, five, six, so uh, eight different places it looks like, and these are – you know, FanDuel, Caesars, BetMGM, all these. It's three, three and a half, no matter where you look. Okay. So uh, that, that's what I got from ESPN, so that's what we're going yeah. with. Yeah, because it's one, two, three, four, five of the lines are at three, and the other three are at three and a half. So that's, I'm guessing we're landed somewhere there. Mm-hmm. But still, um, that's crazy line movement for a quarterback who's, oh, he's healthy. He's got to play. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, except for Chase Daniels been practicing and taking the first right. string snaps. With the ones so. all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Against that, against the Jags in that pass rush right now. Uh, I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of mystery surrounding that one. That's a, that's a um, wild one, but no, I get that when we're talking about quarterbacks playing through through some shit that they shouldn't be playing through. And I did want to go back to that Thursday game because we can cover that as part of week two with our uh, awards if we so choose. And, uh, look, I'm just going to fire up Danielle one last time. You mentioned the feeble-ass attempt to scramble yeah. and just pulling up and throwing like he's an 80-year-old man. I, I can't run. I can't <laughs> do anything. And then, and then the dart? Is that what you're saying? That's, that's, the, that's the WTF. <laughs> one last play. I got yeah. one bullet in my holster. Uh-huh. And I'm going to pull it out right now to rip this last touchdown and cover this number and fuck over Dre and fuck over Jay. Man, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Uh, I, I got so many uh, 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 Donovan McNabb vibes out of that play because that uh, game in which McNabb broke uh, every rib in his butt. Was it broken ribs that he got or was it an ankle? I'm oh, like, no, no, no. He broke his leg. But he threw four touchdowns leg. in the first half on a broken leg. And it was the leg. week I was playing you in fantasy with Donovan yep. McNabb as my starter. Yeah. So I, I, he's got to limp off the field with a broken leg and go to the hospital. But wait, first, I'm going <laughs> to fuck I'm over throwing Dre and throw up all down. these fantasy points. <laughs> oh. So that was what the Herbert thing felt like was I got to oh. go to the hospital and I'm on my deathbed. But wait, first, I got to fuck over Dre. That that was my WT my, my last WTF. I had a few WTF moments in this in this week too because the whole week too was was kind of a WTF, especially with all those comebacks. Um, yeah, and, and I, yeah, I'd no, like to see it settle down a little bit tomorrow, but it probably huh. won't. No, it'll be crazy. No lead is safe, especially uh, when you get to the officials. Uh, we had a lot of games that we didn't cover. Um, we can choose to talk about any of them if you want, or we can just move on to uh, making our picks. Um, let's see. I, I kind of I wanted to mention that uh, I didn't give an award for it, but look, it's not Nick Chubb's fault that the Cleveland Browns lost that game. All right? No. He scores a touchdown with under right. two minutes to go. 
to put them up 13 would have been 14, except they boned the extra yeah, point. Even even you even you blow that, you're still up 13 points at the at two minutes. You're up 13 with less than two minutes to go. Yes. Do not blame that L on Nick Chubb for scoring the touchdown. That is not that man's fault. No. I would be saying that even if I didn't own him in fantasy and was glad to see him going to the end zone. Even though I'm glad to see it, but even if I didn't own him. You, you got a chance to score a score. The defense at that point then needs to stop the other team. And the Cleveland Browns defense did not stop. Not only uh, that, you need to stop them twice. Yeah. And you need to and you need to not let them recover the onside kick. The Cleveland defense didn't stop Joe Flacco and the Jets. The special teams didn't stop them from recovering the onside kick. And then the defense didn't stop Joe Flacco and the Jets again. And that's how the Jets won the game. It had nothing at all to do with Nick Chubb. Uh, running in that last touchdown was not his fault at all. You can find a whole lot of people out there that are calling him dumb and saying that that's definitely the wrong football move to it. How the hell is it the wrong football move to score points? The fuck all the way, fall away the fuck out of here with that. You score points. Hello, you score points because the only way to win games is to score more points than the other team. And that's why you score points. You don't. Hello, you play to win the game. You don't stop scoring in order to try to win. I understand it's a guaranteed win if he goes down and they can kneel it out, but you're scoring points. You should win the game when you keep scoring points. It has nothing to do with Nick Chubb. I agree with you. Uh, Only other thing I think that really jumps out, well, well, two two quick things. One, even though the Broncos won, I completely nailed them getting booed at home because they did. (laughs) It was bad. They barely Um, won. Barely won, and the fans were letting them know it because, again, that play calling, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. Um, and two, we should talk uh, for a moment and just quickly appreciate the Detroit Lions offense. I, it hurt me to say that, but <laughs> they're scoring a lot of points. Are you okay over there? That, that sounded very painful. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I was, I, I'll pat myself on the back for my Amon Ross St. Brown recommendation for fantasy, but. Holy crap! He's a man. Uh, yes, but they they tried to let Washington, the Washington Washingtons, they tried <laughs> to let them back in the game, but man, even Washington did so bad they just let the Lions keep scoring and scoring and scoring. Um, I was recognizing the rookie um, uh, in the first half of that particular game because he set the tone for the Lions. Yeah, uh, eight eight touches. Yeah, first first couple of sacks or three sacks. Uh, and yeah, Detroit dominates Washington. The o- the offense definitely looks strong too. Four touchdowns for Jared Goff. Um, your boy uh, Amon Ross St. Brown definitely balling. Yeah, absolutely. Seventy one give... points in two games for the Lions. Wow. Yeah, give give them their flowers. Give them their shout out. Absolutely. So that's all I got. And the Bengals pass blocking was still atrocious. Oh, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Let's pick on that game, but uh, I don't know what they're doing either. It's bad. Uh, I know what they're doing. They're refusing to block for their franchise quarterback, and they continue to, to do that. And I think I get, made that my worst thing last week, and I didn't want to double up on that because I can talk about that every week. Yeah, they lost to Cooper Rush. Dude, that's Cooper Rush. Come on. How are you losing to him? That's random Allen. I mean, <laughs> it really is. They lost to a random Allen. They did. They, 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 they're struggling. Struggling. Uh, Nate, Nate Hackett is struggling. The coaching uh, for, the, yeah. for the Broncos. You mentioned that. It's ugh. 
Yeah, a lot of a lot of guys struggling and a lot of uh, things we got to figure out. You know, that makes me out. think now that we have that drop, I'll have to just have a struggling award. <laughs> <laughs> Who's struggling every week? The struggle yeah, we, is real. <laughs> uh, Nate Hackett, definitely uh, struggling. I, struggling I think good that one. play calling because they had no business letting Houston hang around in that game. Yeah. Uh, so we're try, uh, we will try not to be struggling and try to figure out how to get on track and have a much better week three than we did week two. No bragging about uh, our picks for me this week because we were both underwater and it was it was ugly. Uh, but we will try to bounce back and, and do our best. Uh, but first, uh, here's me to let you know how to listen to our podcast and where to contact us. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com, slash, in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed, at IMLDDre, when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason's on Twitter, too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast, where you can get the live show, and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and go through our archives, or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout-out via email to the following email address in much less detail at gmail.com you can follow all of our picks on our blog the website for the blog is in much less detail.blogspot.com our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds again that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG this copyrighted broadcast is a production of J and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment, as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. And you wouldn't want to use our picks last week anyway, because that was bad, but... We'll try to rebound and do better. I'm very proud of us uh, hanging in here for this show with all the technical difficulties at the start of it because we could have really panicked and been completely thrown off, but we put it together and we got our uh, week two awards out, got through, and we got uh, what should be uh, an adequate amount of time for our uh, week three picks. And I don't hear any more thunder outside. I think uh, the weather is not an issue anymore around here, and hopefully everything will be uh, clear and full sailing uh, from this point forward. Let's do it. It's football. Party. All right. That's right. Rebound and do much better in week three for our football party. Let's start in Charlotte, North Carolina with the Saints and the Panthers. Saints are one and one. Panthers are 0 and 2. Uh, Alvin Kamara should uh, be able to come back and play through his rib injury, but Jameis is clearly still 
playing through the bad back injury. I don't know if he should be playing. That's a uh, discussion, I guess, between him and his doctors and his coaching staff. But uh, that's the deal with uh, the the, uh, Saints quarterback. And, uh, yeah, him and Baker can trade tips and and compare notes on playing through broken bones in their back because apparently they're doing the same thing. Uh, Saints are the favorite in this one, minus two and a half at the Panthers. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have any stats. I have nothing to back me up on this one, so this one should scare you. I'm actually taking Carolina to get the the home win here. Neither one of these teams has been overly impressive to me to start the season. Uh, the Saints should be the better team, but with Winston banged up, Kamara banged up, I'm, what I'm really interested in and for Carolina to do is finally just please, please get the ball to Christian McCaffrey while he's healthy. And he's going to have one of these pop games where he's just going to go off. And I've got a feeling that if they want to try to have a chance in this game or even win, they're going to have to run that offense finally through Christian McCaffrey instead of trying to, you know, utilize the new quarterback toy and and stick with what you know and, and what makes you good. You are not a very good team when you are running that offense through Baker. Try running that offense through, through, through uh, CMC, please. Yeah, well, like you said, while they have him there, while he's uh, upright. Yes. Uh, feels like they're trying to keep him upright by not using him, but that's a little counterproductive because you don't know – you're not using him. You don't know how good he could be unless you actually try to use him. So I I know he's yeah, I know he's fragile, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you in all aspects. I agree that they have to uh, try to use Christian McCaffrey more. He's their best player on the field. Um, I agree that – the Saints are lesser than by trying to run Jameis out here uh, with a bad back. Um, I, of course, am always going to downgrade the Saints a little bit coming out of that dome and, and playing on grass. Um, and I also have a weird feeling about it. And for no random reason, I'm going to also pick the Panthers to win. So we're all kumbaya on that Ooh, one. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see what we feel about the Texans and the Bears, the Lovey Smith revenge Ooh, game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the hot NFL action there, the 0-1-1 Texans and the 1-1 Bears. I'm pretty sure this is the lowest number uh, on the board this week, like by far. Um, Houston and uh, Chicago, Roquan Smith is the Bears' uh, best player remaining on defense. They got rid of a lot of veterans, but they kept – Roquan, but he hasn't practiced this week uh, with a hip injury, so it would seem like he's not going to be out there for them. Uh, Bears are the favorite in this one. Uh, my, my guy, Davis Mills, General Mills, is plus two and a half at the Chicago Bears. Yeah, and the Bears uh, are going to see if the Bears can get home with a pass rush because General Mills, I mean, he didn't have a great game against Denver, but he continued the trend that I saw from week one. He just gets the ball out ridiculously fast and that 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 can be very helpful but I, i'm going more onto the bears side on this one i think david montgomery they, they need to run that offense through him i understand that you've got justin fields but you saw when the bears were at their best in that game on sunday night uh against the packers that the bears were at their best when they were running that offense through david montgomery he can make guys miss Houston's run defense is atrocious. So I know it's not going to look sexy. Go out there, run it down the Texans' throats. If 
you know, General Mills makes a few big plays to Brandon Cooks, you know, because he's about the only guy who can go out there and catch anything. They have not much. They don't have much of a running game. I think you take your lumps there if you can, um, and and just keep funneling that ball to David Montgomery um, and and try to get or, or Herbert if you need to spell him. But run the offense through the running game. You're at home. You, you should be able to handle the Texans here. I'm actually giving the points, taking the Bears at home. Well, we already talked about it in that Packers game. It doesn't matter how good your running attack is if you're not going to commit to it, if you're not going to right. use it the way you're supposed to. So, yeah, they need to uh, make a, a script or a coaching plan to commit to that running attack, but they haven't proven that they know how to do that quite yet. Um, so I'm actually going to go with uh, with the general and with Lovey to, to come in and put the beating uh, on the Chicago Bears. Uh, I, moving on to uh, the Chiefs and the Colts in Indianapolis. KC at 2-0, Indy at 0-1-1, and looking very much lost in the wilderness right now. Uh, still got injury issues. Uh, Darius Leonard still is not ready to make his season debut. Uh, but Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce, their hurt wide receivers, are set to come back and play in this one, and they need all the help they can get playing against the Chiefs, of course. Uh, Casey, minus five and a half on the road at Indy. Anybody who knows their history will have flashbacks of Indy running backs just abusing um, the Chiefs. Uh, and maybe Jonathan Taylor has one of those kinds of games, but they're still going to have to throw the ball. And we know that the Chiefs are going to throw the ball. And you're, so you're not going to run to beat the Chiefs. You've got to get the ball in the air. Matt Ryan and that passing attack has been dreadful. Uh, Indy has zero pass rush. They, they didn't get after uh, anybody in their first. They didn't get after General Mills. They didn't get after Trevor Lawrence. They're not going to get after Pat Mahomes. That offense... Uh, without Tyree kills, just kind of just playing pepper out there. They're just spraying the ball all over the place, and they're still putting up a ton of points. I don't think Indy's got enough to hang with these guys. I'm taking the Chiefs, and I'm locking it up. Um, not a bad pick to lock because the Colts are bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, Pat indoors uh, should go off. Just AWF off uh, playing uh, on the turf uh, against a defense that, as you said, is not really uh, equipped to put any kind of stop to him, uh, especially without their best player, uh, Darius Leonard. Uh, Matty Ice is not equipped to hang in a shootout with Pat Mahomes. Um, He clearly is uh, uh, on the last legs of of his career through two games. It sure looks like he's uh, about to fall off. Andrew Luck isn't walking through that door. That's what I had a flashback to. KC oh. at Indy is that playoff game. <laughs> yeah. I had him right where I wanted him. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> so at 30, was it 35 to something? It wasn't 35 to nothing, was it? It was, it was big. Uh, it was a Alex lot. Smith, Alex Smith and the Chiefs were up huge, yeah. and Andrew Luck said, okay, whatever. Hold my beer. Watch this and just let a humongous comeback. Uh, that's not going to happen in this game, so I will uh, concur with you. Uh, and take the cheese. Not enough stones to lock it up, though. That's that's yours. Uh, Bills and Dolphins should be really good. Um, they're both two and zero. They are definitely doing it in in surprise in different ways, uh, in surprising ways. Um, and it's it's a great test for the Bills right now. They're in this meat of that, of that first half schedule where they have all these quality opponents, and this opponent 
um, the Dolphins in particular, Kyrie Kill, who they they're going to have flashbacks when they see him because there's a lot of Tyree Kill moments uh, against the Buffalo Bills uh, throughout the years uh, that they will try to uh, take revenge for. So we'll see how that works out for them. Uh, they're going to be shorthanded doing it. A lot of defensive injuries for the Bills. You mentioned uh, Micah Hyde out for the season with a neck injury. There's four other starting defenders uh, that will not play in this game for Buffalo. That's not even talking about uh, Tredavious White, the top cornerback, who still hasn't made his season debut yet from his ACL injury. Uh, but the wide receiver, Gabriel Davis, should be able to go uh, with his ankle injury. Uh, Bills, hottest team in the league, best-looking team in the league. Uh, this is res- To me, this is respect to the Dolphins and what they've uh, put together. Bills are only a four-point favorite in this game down in Miami Gardens. Yeah, I'll tell you, for the Bills, coming off of that blowout win where they got to rest most of their players for the second half of that game uh, against Tennessee. So even with the short week, I don't think that matters because the guys only played basically a half of football uh, going into this thing. The best thing that happened for the Bills and their psyche going into this game is Miami putting on tape what they put on tape last week against Baltimore because now Buffalo actually gets to watch Miami do something positive offensively and try to game plan for that. I still think Buffalo's best recipe for success is uh, get Tua on his ass. They're not going to run on these guys. Uh, it's, a, it's a mediocre at best running game. I mean, they can try, but obviously run, if, if the Bills can get you to run on them, they're winning <laughs> because <laughs> the only way you're going to hang with what Josh Allen and that offense are, are doing right now is if you can go mano a mano, slugfest brawl, and, and outscore these guys in a shootout. Is Miami capable of doing it? Yes. Will they? No. I'll take the Bills. <laughs> great, great job by the Dolphins uh, mounting that monster comeback. Yeah. To give them all the credit for doing that. Now here's Buffalo. Do that to mm-hmm. the Bills. See, see what you got there. Yeah, try getting um, down three touchdowns to these guys and see what happens. Yeah, see how that works. Um, small little PFF nugget that I heard in their podcast Miami, uh, so far this year, second highest blitz rate in the league, the Dolphins have. And it's just funny to uh, compare and contrast that. It's fascinating to look on the other side with the Buffalo Bills, who aren't blitzing anybody at all, and they don't have to. And they're putting them on their ass. So we're going to see the Dolphins just running everybody in the stadium uh, at Josh Allen and trying to to force Project into some sort of mistake. And then the other side of the field – the Bills are just going to run, rush their four guys and keep rotating their defensive line in and then just drop everybody else back right. and, and dare them to – dare Tua to basically drop it. Keep dropping it in and keep finding these guys over the top and keep using Tyreek. And uh, good luck if you can do that, you know, with, with seven guys dropping back in coverage. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. As, as time will tell if the uh, Dolphins can pull that off again. Um, yeah, Buffalo knows pain when facing Tyreek. That's when Tyreek had Pat Mahomes as quarterback. The two was no Pat. I'm sorry. He's, he's just – he's not there yet. He, great game, great comeback last week. He's, he's not there yet. So I will uh, concur and take the Bills and, and give the four. I, I, I can't lock this up either, it, even though it feels like – You're not allowed like, to lock this up. Uh, you're right. That That's is that's a great point. i kind of forgotten about that. Um but but even so, just it, minus four, as well as the Bills are playing, that, that feels like a gift, but – I'll, I'll concur. I'll, I'll just go with that pick. And, and, yeah, you're right. I can't even lock him. 
moving on from there, NFC North action, the Lions visiting the Vikings are both one and one. Uh, Detroit, uh, Minnesota actually has the uh, the only injury uh, interest here. Uh, Harrison Smith, the safety, uh, is not going to play because he got dumpling last week. Uh, Lions were uh, 0-8-1 last year on the road. I wanted to make uh, a note of that. The three wins that they had were all uh, at home, but they competed against the Vikings. They they hung in there and covered the number in the, in the game that they lost in Minnesota on a Greg Joseph field goal with no time left on the clock. They almost won that game straight up, and then they did beat the Vikings straight up uh, at home. Uh, with that said, Lions plus six on the road at the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, until the Lions prove to me otherwise that they're just not an automatic cover every week, I'm taking the Lions. I think – it doesn't matter. They get way down in week one. They come back. They cheaply cover that number. They just blow the doors off of the Washington Washingtons last week. They can score a lot of points. They can score points in bunches. They can run. They've got the two-headed running attack with Swift and Williams. That's enough. Jerry Goff can, you know, not have to worry about facing, you know, overwhelming pressure. He's also ahead of the sticks, so he's not facing a lot of third and 14s. So Detroit's offense has been pretty impressive so far. Now, Detroit can't stop the run, so you'd think this would be a Dalvin Cook kind of game, but I don't know if this new Vikings regime is run-focused. I, I, I might have been more apt to take the Vikings in this game if this was the Mike Zimmer run to hide Kirk Cousins type <laughs> offense, but I think they're going to want to showcase Kirk Cousins. I think this gets into shootout territory and the Vikings stay under a touchdown. I mean, uh, the Lions stay under a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Lions' offense—you you would think uh, they're not—you would think they're not going to provide the uh, the stress on the Vikings that Philadelphia did um, in that Monday night game. But Minnesota can't relax because it's the Detroit Lions. They they're they the ankle biters. Never surrender. <laughs> uh, they they almost won last year. Yeah, they just keep fighting. Yeah, I, I concur with you. Six is a lot just against just about anybody when it's the Lions because they they keep fighting. Cover machine last year. Yeah, we concur with that one, too. We're uh, only against each other once early on with the Texans-Bears game. So we're kumbaya so far. Yeah, my strategy this year is you can't put me away if we just disagree on one game every week. <laughs> yeah. All right, Vegas and Tennessee. Let's see how we shake off in this one where both teams uh, desperately need a win. 0-2 to start the year for both of them. Two double-digit win teams from the AFC last year. Neither one of them uh, on the board yet this year. Uh, injury news in this one. Hunter Renfro is dumplings. He is not going to play for Vegas. Uh, Josh Jacobs this is a weird situation with the running back. He's so sick that he did not fly with the team to Nashville right. yesterday, um, but he flew in today. So we, I guess he's better, or I don't, Wait. I don't know exactly. <laughs> Wait, I feel better. <laughs> I, I guess he does. Um, so it looks like he's going to be able to play. But as always, check your inactives tomorrow. Uh, for Tennessee, their uh, blindside tackle Taylor Lewan is done for the year. He blew out his knee last week. Uh, but they will get their passing running back, uh, Dontrell Hillier, back from his hamstring injury. Uh, really small spread in this one. Vegas is actually the slight favorite, minus one and a half at Tennessee. Yeah, talk about and two teams that I've been completely unimpressed with so far. I mean, neither one of these teams have put anything on film to make me think they're any good. Except, well, Tennessee had three good quarters against the Giants, right? 
I, I guess. <laughs> and and Vegas had three good quarters against the Cardinals, right? Even though they weren't that great even in building that lead. So this one, to me, screams, you know, breakout. Who's the most likely team that's just going to break out in this game? And I'm gonna I'm going with the Titans. I'm taking them because I think Derrick Henry, much like Christian McCaffrey, needs to have that breakout game. It's week three now, guys. This this preseason stuff, all that stuff, all the rust should be off. If Derrick Henry is really Derrick Henry, and he's not the Derrick Henry we saw on Monday night, well, we didn't really see Derrick Henry on Monday night, did we? Um, I'm on a milk bar. He's well rested. He should be well rested for this game because he didn't play much either. Uh, clearly the most capable player on the field of being a quote unquote difference maker. Um, Devonte Adams was that for Vegas in week one. He ghosted after an early touchdown catch in week two against the worst secondary in the league. So yeah, I'll take Derrick Henry, run it down the Vegas throats and uh, Titans to win one at home. Ugly. They'll win ugly. Cause that's what they do. That's what they do. Um, I will now say the same thing you said using different words. Someone's got to win this one, unless they tie. Um, If Derrick Henry and Tennessee don't physically bounce back from the Buffalo whooping, uh, they're cooked because this is the type of game they have to come back and say, okay, we got to lick our wounds and shake that off. The Bills are uh, untouchable right now, and we got to turn things around right now against a team in the Raiders that physically really shouldn't be able to match up with the way we play when we're at our best. So we got to go and punish the Raiders and, and hit them and hit them and hit them again um, and play that ugly Titans football. And, and that's exactly what they have to do. The front seven for the Titans have, has to force Derek Carr into uh, as many fuck-ups as Ryan Tannehill. Because we know Ryan Tannehill will fuck up. Uh, but Derek Carr can too. The, the Titans have to force him into as many mistakes as Tanny makes, and I think they will. So I will concur with that one as well and take the Titans. <laughs> the Bengals and the Jets. Uh, Cincy, very disappointing at 0-2. The Jets somehow at 1-1 with that miracle victory last week. Uh, this one, don't see any uh, injury situations here. Just more Joe Flacco on the field for uh, the Jets. Zach Wilson still not ready to come back at quarterback there. Uh, Bengals, despite 0-2, are six-point favorites on the road at the Jets. Yeah, this opened at four and moved to six. So there's money flowing towards Cincinnati on this one. And I kind of get it. I think the Jets are going to be a sexy pick because, oh, hey, they, they put up 31 points. Flacco seems to have found something with, with, with Garrett Wilson. He, he seems like he's a playmaker. But I'm still taking the Bengals in this game. The Bengals, to me, feel like that team that's been getting kind of kicked around, and they're going to get up and take out all that frustration, and I think they're going to do it in this game. This feels like one of those Joe Burrow games. I wouldn't be shocked if Burrow throws for five touchdowns tomorrow against the Jets. The Jets are going to come after them. They're mediocre. They're they're aight as far as the pass rush goes, although it's funny that the teams that the Bengals play, those teams are shooting up the rankings as far as pass rush because the Bengals have no O-line. Um so we'll see. Watch all of a sudden now the Jets are going to just move way up because, you know, <laughs> Joe Burrow's just going to go out there and get sacked five or six times a game. I, in between all of that, though, I think that 
he just goes out has a hell of a game and I think they handled the Jets here and uh, take out some of that early season frustration. I don't see Cincinnati going to 0-3. It be very hard to imagine the defending AFC champions going to 0-3 and losing to the Jets. But how do you trust the Cincinnati Bengals with that offensive line? It's just – It's bad. I, it's Swiss I can't, rem- <laughs> I can't remember uh, O-line play this bad on a on – a, you know, Super Bowl contending team. Like when you get to that level to to have played in the Super Bowl, yeah. usually your line is at least adequate. And their line wasn't adequate last year. And it's not adequate this year, even with the remake. Uh, the Jets rookies is about about that time for them to start rocking and rolling. Game three, they they're broken in. Uh, all this this talk about the the great draft that they have. Now would be a good time for them to make a statement against that bad O line that they can uh, get whatever they want on Cincinnati because they haven't been able to stop anybody. I don't know how you can trust the Bengals in any way, shape, or form. Joe Flacco actually has a little bit of, of competence left. He showed a little juice last week. I think the Jets are going to win this game. And being six-point underdogs, I'm going to lock oh, that no. spread up in favor wow. of the Jets. All right. I can't. You can't trust the Bengals right now. You can't know, with these new lock rules that we have, you might as well lock up the Jets one. You know, get this out of the way. Because I'm certainly not locking them up two weeks in a row. At least you wouldn't think. <laughs> I, have to, I have to think about strategies like that now. All right, moving on from there. NFC East action: Eagles versus Commanders. Com- Command skins. Washington, uh, Washington. The Washington, Washington. I actually like that name. Uh, Eagles are uh, playing some incredible football through the yeah. first two games. Um, uh, sorry, my wife just sent me a message on Facebook and just totally threw my uh, concentration off. Um, and Washington's still uh, not ready to get Chase Young back from his uh, ACL injury. At that is that going to be all year? I, I don't. I'm not quite sure. But uh, in any event, uh, Eagles looking very impressive are the big six-point favorites uh, at Washington here. Yeah, and again, this is purely a speculation play here. I'm taking those Washington, Washington, <laughs> and the number. I, I don't think they're going to win. This feels like a comeback down to earth kind of game for the Eagles. I think they've been kind of – they're young, right? It's a lot of change. This is an ugly spot. It's a division rival. Um I think that this is, you know, these games between the teams in that division, they tend to be, especially when you're playing those those outdoor games, it's in Washington. I, I think this game's got a chance of being a little bit ugly, maybe a little chippy. Um, I, I know that the Eagles are going to be able to come out and run, but, you know, Washington, they're, they're okay. I mean, they're not great. They had that first win um, against – I'm trying to think they had that first win against Jacksonville. Again, they should have lost, and then they had that loss against Detroit in a game where they just got down early and had to keep coming back. I could see them down in this game and just kind of coming back and coming back and coming back. I'll take them with the points. I don't feel great about this one. I mean, I think that the Eagles are clearly the, the smarter play here, but it doesn't always go that way. No, it doesn't. Um and I'll even throw in some uh, weird narrative uh, action there. Carson Wentz ah, on his original franchise. That's true. Look, if he's ever going to have a something close to a mistake-free right. showcase game, 
wouldn't this be it? The, the, the show is old team. Hey, man, I, I still got it. I'm I'm not completely washed up yet. So he might go out and have a, a pretty decent game. Uh, Washington uh, was up to start both games against the Eagles last year. They were actually up 10 in, in both games, uh, wound up losing them both um, because Jalen Hurts was able to rally uh, the Eagles from behind both times. Um, so Washington, I'm not saying they're going to start up 10, but, hey, uh, Philly winning by six, they, it, it happens. It probably would be sort of a fluky uh touchdown type of win like they I'm I'm not ready to declare the Eagles uh, a team that's going to just dominate everybody going forward Um, I'm going to concur with you take Washington with the points not necessarily to win the football game I thought that was one of my sneaky picks this week Uh, I'm I'm right there with you sorry Uh, from there Baltimore plays New England in the battle of the uh, GOAT coaches uh, Bill Belichick versus uh, John Harbaugh and man, the, those those Patriots. Uh, you know, I didn't talk about this at all in the review, but uh, that game was on in my market, uh, Steelers uh, and Patriots. So I got to watch some of that uh, New England offense and that vaunted offense to see what what's going on there. What the, why are they struggling so much? I know they won the game, but I wasn't impressed. It, no, they're it, not it looks like it looked like a very basic offense that just happened to work because the Steelers were very good because they were missing T.J. Watt. Like, that defense, it, it, it's a stark difference with that defense when, when T.J. Watt isn't up front just wrecking everybody. Um, they, when they actually have to play some coverage, uh, it, it's a big difference. So, uh, I, I co- color me not impressed by the Patriots offense still, even though they got the victory. Um, and the Ravens uh, defense, what more needs to be said about that? Uh, both teams one and one, and – desperately to uh, to try to keep some momentum going. Uh, Ravens are actually the favorite in this one. Lamar minus two and a half at Mac Jones and the Patriots. Yeah, so the two questions, you know, for this are, can GOAT coach come up with a plan to neutralize Lamar Jackson? And can Mac Jones take advantage of all those holes in the Baltimore secondary? And uh, I'm, the answer to both of those is no. <laughs> I'll take Baltimore. I think this this line feels like a gift from the Miami Dolphins. Thank you, Miami Dolphins, because <laughs> if you hadn't come back and won that game last week in that kind of stunning fashion and put up all those points late against uh, the Ravens, this is probably a touchdown line. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. Uh but for me, uh, by the way, this was, um, there's a couple of desperation free agent signings this week due to different injuries in the NFL. Um, Baltimore was one of them. I don't know if you had seen about this, but their defense is so banged up. Uh, hide your fireworks, everybody. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul is back. Yeah. Uh, the is he playing safety? I mean, what's he going to do? <laughs> I don't think he's changing. Is he going to be back there clubbing balls safety. out of the air with his three fingers? <laughs> don't think he'll be doing that but they're but they're desperate they just they need some help at, at all look as we talked about secondaries you don't have to cover everybody if you get some damn pressure and, and beat yeah. up the quarterback no uh, i hear you there they, they they're not doing that much either no yeah, they they desperately need help uh either way uh defense yeah. uh secondary or uh rushing the passer um and jk dobbins uh looks like he's ready to make his debut uh coming they back they need him is ACL. They def- desperately need some running uh, next to Lamar Jackson. Absolutely. 
But yeah, uh, New England offense, I still don't think that's trustworthy. Baltimore defense clearly isn't trustworthy. This one is flip a coin for me, man. I don't know which way you're supposed to, to who, which which side could you possibly trust uh, in this one? Uh, legend coaches squaring off. Belichick can take down two legend coaches uh, two weeks in a row because he, he got Mike Tomlin last week and he can uh, get John Harbaugh this week on the back-to-back. And pretty much based on nothing more than that's the type of shit that he would do with this crazy-ass offense, uh, I'm going to take New England. <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea why, but, yeah, this is the type of thing Belichick has no reason to win either one of uh, the, these games. He shouldn't have beat the Steelers last week, um, and he shouldn't beat the Ravens this week. But uh, that, that defense is just so bad. So, yeah, Mac Jones would probably light him up somehow. I don't yeah, know. Nelson Aguilar is going for <laughs> two hundo, running free through that secondary. Oh, God. All by himself. Hang on. And... I need to change my DFS lineup. <laughs> Nelson uh, Aguilar. Yeah, load him up. Load up. Load up on Patriots. Uh, we will now go to late afternoon action, Falcons-Seahawks. And on the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, 0-2, Seattle, uh, and Geno Smith, 1-1. and Hey, old guy Geno Smith, not not so bad through the first two games so far. Uh, Atlanta, 6-4 and four on the road last year. Well, I don't know why they were road warriors, but some, they only won seven games last year. Six of them uh, were on the road. And Seattle was only 3-5 and five at home. That, that vaunted home field advantage of theirs. Uh, sort of wore off, but they they got it back for the for the Russ Wilson game. I don't think they're going to have quite the same spirit for this one, uh, but we'll see how it works out. Uh, Falcons only a one point underdog on the road at the Seahawks. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a one point. It's a pick'em game. I'm taking the Falcons here. I got the fun bad Falcons to get their first win. Uh, that offense has been interesting. You know, they're putting up points. Mariota is moving them down the field. Drake London's playing well. Uh, I. I can't you know Cordero Patterson's it's working so far I guess that's the best thing I can say Uh, he's running the ball pretty strong he had that great first game they're hanging around tough in games they and against two good teams they hung in against the Saints at pretty much full strength and they hung in against the world champs in their building I think that's enough for me to take the Falcons to go on the road here and sneak out a win. I think this has got kind of shootout, sneaky shootout potential. I like the love the over on this game. I don't think either team's playing defense, but I actually think if I had to, if you really pin me down, I think Atlanta's got the better defense with Seattle not having Jamal Adams now. That's just as bad as T.J. Watt not being on the Steelers. Uh, I concur. The, uh, the the Seahawks without Jamal Adams, they were they were already a bad defense with him, and yeah. he's trying to play all eleven positions, and now he's not even going to be there the rest of the year. Um, I, I'm with you on that. I'm I'm not with you with the over. I, that was a, a surprise. I didn't think I would ever recommend an over for the for a Seahawks game uh, with Geno Smith the quarterback. Um, but I guess I guess I kind of see your point that both defenses can give it up. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem like Geno Smith uh, is equipped to keep up with. The Atlanta offense. So I know Marcus Mariota isn't, you know, still not a star yet. But you're right. They're they're getting some yardage. They're getting some points. They're making use of those big receivers. Drake London looks like he's going to be productive. Um, it'd be nice if they figured out Kyle Pitts and, and used him more. But um, yeah, I'm going to concur and say that the Falcons, uh, whether it's a shootout or somehow lower scoring, um, I think the the Falcons are. Uh, better equipped to win that one, especially with Seattle's D being beat up. 
All right, Jaguars and Clippers, this is the one where Good luck. we have no idea if Justin Herbert is playing. He hasn't been practicing. Uh, if he does play, we know he's going to have to get the hell shut out of his ribs. Um, he's got to be scared as hell knowing how he got the starting job was by someone else getting their ribs shot up and almost dying. Uh, but hopefully <laughs> the same thing will Did not you happen see the to him. Taylor suing that doctor? Yeah. And then that doctor's still the doctor. Well, the team didn't have a problem with what he did because it made Justin Herbert the starting quarterback. (laughs) So the team's happy with it. I got to get that doctor's name because he's going into the Hall of Fame. We need to have that. We need a medical wing. (laughs) Old doctor feel good himself. He certainly made himself one of the more infamous doctors uh, in in NFL (laughs) history. but if he does play, uh, Justin Herbert is uh, hosting the Jaguars. They're both one and one. Uh, as I was saying, no line. Uh, the last time I looked on the Covers.com yeah. handicapping contest, but there are lines out there you can find. And I went on ESPN.com to find the line uh, that it's uh, right now. It's, it's just a field goal, so we'll go with yep. it. Jaguars plus three at the Chargers. But again, seven to three in an instant. And that went from all positive stories all week about Justin Herbert and he's always healthy and he's in, he's suited up and he's in uniform. But then that line, the way that thing moved and it's coming off the boards and other places, I think they've got the same fears. I've got fears Mm -hmm. whether he plays or not. I'd actually sit him this week. I think Jacksonville has proven through the first couple of games that their defense isn't what it was last year or the year before. This is, they're getting after people. And if Justin Herbert, if it hurts him that much, I don't care if he's wearing a flak jacket, if he's that worried that he's going to take away his own mobility, I think the best thing he can do is try to heal and take this game off and just let this be a Chase Daniel game. But even if Justin Herbert plays, if you've made him one-dimensional and you know where he's going to be, then it's just arm talent. And, yes, he's got top three, top four arm talent in the league, but if he doesn't have the ability or the confidence to get out of the pocket and make plays, I'm not taking the Clipper Chargers. He's the team. I'm taking Jacksonville to just win this game. Yeah, I got the same fears that you do, that if he does play, he's not going to be effective. He's uh, clearly going to be trying to play half with half his body, uh, doing what it's supposed to do, and the other half kind of cowering and clutching and protecting uh, his ribs and protecting himself from getting hit. Um, yeah, uh, he, he's, he looked badly broken Thursday night, um, and it's, it's hard to imagine him getting up from that and playing, but although he got up from that and threw that last touchdown pass to fuck us over and cover that number. Yeah. So that's what makes it so hard to try to figure out, well, is he really, you know, so hurt that he can't play or can he just gut it out and, uh, and they're going to shoot him up and he's going to try to get through. Um, yeah, no idea if he's going to actually play again. Chase Daniel been, has been taking uh, the snaps in practice, the first team snaps. So most quarterbacks don't get on the field uh, without practicing uh, during the week. But if you're a, a superstar, you can, and it's Justin Herbert at that level. To them, to the Chargers, yeah, probably. So yeah, I can I can imagine him playing. But we all we're, we're all in the same boat. None of us actually know. And we're not going to know until they make the announcements uh, at, at four o'clock Eastern time and make the um, the, the inactive list. Um, 
it's hard to imagine he plays well even if he does play. So then if Chase Daniel is in there, can he cover uh, three against Jacksonville? Um, with, with the talent that he has uh, with the Clippers, yeah, I can see him covering that. Um, Keenan Allen is supposed to be able to uh, come back and play. He missed last week, but he looks like he's he's ready to go. Um, because uh, it, it's such a small spread, I'm, I'm going to have to make this a contingency. Um, so if Herbert is good to go and he does actually start the game, then I will go ahead and take the Clipper Chargers and give the three. Um, and if it's Chase Daniel, then I'll downgrade that and I'll go with the Jaguars with you. All right. All right, moving on from there to the Rams and the Cardinals in the NFC West. Uh, injury news in this one, uh, Van Jefferson on IR for the Rams. They were waiting on him in the wide receiver core. He's not going to be back anytime soon with a knee injury. Um, Arizona, of course, shorthanded in their wide receiver core. Still no Rondale Moore with his hamstring. Still no Nuke with his suspension. Um, and also now the running back, baby Terminator, has an ankle situation. He looks to be a game-time decision in this one. Um Rams seven and two on the road last year. Arizona only three and five at home. Rams are the favorite here. The champs are minus three and a hook at Arizona. Yeah, I call this the comeback line because I don't think this line is three and a half. If it wasn't for the Falcons coming back <laughs> against the Rams <laughs> and the Cardinals coming back against the Raiders, uh, your your favorite folks over at PFF have the Arizona Cardinals, the worst graded secondary in football. Worse than the Ravens? Think, yeah, the Ravens are 24th. Whew. There, so that means there's a whole bunch of secondaries that they have coverage teams that they have you know rated worse in coverage, pass coverage, than Baltimore. And Arizona, DFL. So I, I think this line feels a bit gifty to me. I think that the Rams will be able to do what the Raiders couldn't. And I think they'll be they'll they can they'll get to Kyler Murray and they will put him in the ground versus the Raiders who let him just run around run around run around extend plays for 25 <laughs> seconds run around run around some more um, I'll take the Rams here and, and 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 the points this this is this felt like a lock to me but I couldn't lock it up because I locked up against the Cardinals last week so oh. I'll take the Rams here and give the three and a half. You see, he ran like 80-something yards on that two-point yeah. conversion, and, and he kept a, dancing And they back. timed it 25 <laughs> seconds. You ever heard of anything like that? Just uh, no. literally a half a I minute. I mean, the Raiders were just, back at there. that point, they, I mean, they had just defended their goal line eight times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, what a, what a crazy-ass game that was. Uh, yeah, always fun to watch uh, Kyler and those little feet running around. Um, we'll see him try to uh, escape Aaron Donald. I don't think Aaron Donald's going to give him 25 seconds at any point um, on the field. That would seem very uh, highly unlikely. Um, Arizona doesn't have the DBs, to your point, uh, to take advantage of Matthew Stafford throwing these balls up for grabs, which he's been doing these first couple of games. Uh, I didn't know they were dead last in coverage, but I I know they're not very good. I mean, but that's going to happen when you play Patrick Mahomes in your very first game. You try to blitz him the whole time and just get basically lit up by him. Um, but, yeah, Byron Murphy and Trayvon Mullen, I, I uh, yeah, um, not not impressed uh, with the secondary. So I will concur with you and take the Rams, give the three and the hook. 
All right, Battle of the Bays, Green Bay and Tampa Bay, uh, fans of the old uh, NFC Central uh, will remember this matchup. Uh, Green Bay 1-1, one one, Tampa 2-0. and oh. um, In this one, Tampa, oh, they, they got some some serious injury issues uh, in the wide receiver uh, situation. Mike Evans is not going to play with that suspension for that dumbass fight last week. Uh, that with, fight with, won them the game. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, that was so dumb. Uh, and Chris Godwin is out with a hamstring injury. Uh, this is the second desperation signing of the week in the NFL that Tampa had to go out and uh, find Cole Beasley on the scrap yeah. heap and sign him up and activate him so he'll be out there running around. He might actually be the perfect signing for Tom Brady, just slow white guy getting He's open white, yeah. two, two yards white. away. <laughs> And running arrow routes, so you, the next Danny Amendola, the next uh, Julian Edelman. Um, in addition to that, on the other side of the ball, uh, the Keem Hicks, the former Bear, tore his plantar fascia, so that's not good either for the uh, Buccaneers. Um, and their left tackle uh, went on the IR with a calf injury, Josh Wells. Uh, for Green Bay, their one veteran uh, receiver, Sammy Watkins, have been making some good plays. He uh, also has a hammy. He went on injured reserve. Uh, two 13 and four teams from last year, Green Bay, all four of their losses on the road, uh, Tampa seven and one at home. So Tampa, uh, might have a bit of an advantage, but with all those injuries, Packers only a one point dog at the Buccaneers. Yeah. I'm inclined to take the Packers here, but there's, there's just too many unknowns for them. So I'm, 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 as far as will they be able to move the ball? effectively against this Tampa Bay defense. Because that's been the only thing keeping Tampa Bay around has been their defense is number one. I, I mean, they're stopping everybody right now, and they're playing exceptionally well. With all the ways that the Packers can come at you, they've got that really impressive running back attack now with, with Jones and Dylan. You don't know where that's coming from. But can they get the gains in the passing game? Well, hey, Sammy Watkins had a hell of a game last week. Oh, he's on IR. So, you know, the only consistent for Tampa, which goes right into the big Green Bay weakness, which we saw again on Sunday night against the Bears, is you can run on these guys. I think this is going to be the Leonard Fournette show. I think this is going to be a whole lot of Leonard Fournette up the gut, uh, you know, keeping them ahead of the sticks. Tom Brady, short third downs, making conversions, getting the ball out quick. I think it's going to be enough to keep Green Bay on their heels. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay with more of like with my brain on this one. Uh, Cause in the gut, I've got that weird feeling that this could be one of those games where Aaron Rodgers just starts finding these guys and it starts to click, but this isn't the week I think it starts happening. I think they've got a much easier go. If you look at their schedule after this uh, with three winnable home games, probably looks like a much different team for green Bay, but I think them still kind of trying to find their way right now. I think Tampa Bay can can just basically pound them into the ground and win this game. Yeah, Rogers better hope they've started to grow into their roles uh, in the next few weeks because it'll start to get late early if they if they haven't uh, improved greatly at that point. Uh, I know Jamel Dean is waiting for this game. He is sitting on ready, set, go, ready for this one to come in. So last time Aaron Rodgers came down there to Tampa, he kept finding Jamel Dean like, yeah, he did. Here's another ball. Here's another one. Just keep taking it from me. Um, and that was a bit of a strange game, too, because I remember Rodgers 
uh, came out pretty hot and played well. And then that pick six, that first pick six to Jamel Dean, and he just kind of liquidated from there and didn't play very good at all. Um, so I don't know if the same thing's going to happen uh, tomorrow, but it would seem uh, as likely, if not more likely, because Rodgers has even less weapons to rely on than he did back then. Uh, but both sets of wide receivers are huge uh, question marks in this one. Uh, so to me, I was wondering, okay, how is this going to play out? They, they both don't have the uh, the weaponry for different reasons. Uh, Rodgers, because they got rid of his best weapon in Tampa because their weapons keep getting hurt. Uh, or suspended. So that leaves the question, I guess, who's going to fare better? Which system's going to fare better? Who's going to play out? Oh, wait, who's the best system quarterback of all time? That would be Tommy, Tom Brady, and that uh, great system of of two-yard outs and arrow routes and everything that he does. Uh, But it's going to be entertaining, I'm sure, uh, between Aaron Rodgers' eye rolls on the sideline and Brady's tablet firing. you got two red-ass quarterbacks. you got situations where their their weaponry isn't what they want them to be. Um, It's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, It's going to make for very good TV. I'm sure the rating is going to be very good. But, yeah, I'm going to concur with this one and and go with with the system quarterback in his his home opener this year and, and what's supposed to be his last season uh, in the NFL, but you never actually know with Tom Brady, of course. Uh, on Sunday night football, the uh, 49ers are going to play the Broncos uh, out west, and you, you got drama on both sides. You got the return of Jimmy G, uh, Janine Garoppolo, after all the drama and off the, the off season, and uh, uh, we're we're just going to sit you over here. We're not going to trade you. We're we're not going to let you get with the team and practice and all that, but you're, you're just going to sit over there and we'll, okay, now we'll resign you and bring you back in. And Oh, look, now you're our starting quarterback again after all of that. So there's that weirdness and Denver and Russ Wilson and uh, his coach, Nate Hackett and all that weirdness where they, you know, they're, they're getting a lot of, of crap for the start that they've had, but they're one and one just like the Niners. So they, they both come in with the same record. Uh, Niners, very slight favorite, minus one on the road at the Broncos. And I asked you, do you think they would be favorite if Trey Lance was the quarterback? Uh, no. Is this I don't either. Line? Well, also they're getting George Kittle back, which can't be yes, un, uh, you know, understated either because it, it's one of those weird stats where it's showing what their record is with and without George Kittle. Uh, without's not very good, spoiler right. alert. Um, but with, it's much better. I, this is so new and old at the same time because it's like they're just going back to who they were because it's it, Jimmy G's under center. They've got George Kittle back. They've got Debo. You know, I don't think a whole lot changes. There's so much continuity going from Lance back to Garoppolo. I hate to say it. It makes them better. All Jimmy G does is win, at least in the regular season. And he gets into, and he gets into the playoffs. He got him to a Super Bowl and a championship game. I'm going to take the Niners here straight up on the road. I, I just I think they're a different team. I, I don't know what the locker room feel is like, but I don't think Jimmy G's got detractors in that locker room. They clearly respond to the guy. They responded as soon as he came into the last game. I'm going to, I'll take Denver's a hot mess. I, they're <laughs> going to get booed again. I'll take the Niners to win. Uh, Jerry Judy, the wide receiver for the Broncos, uh, should play through him uh, getting his shoulder driven into the ground 
last weekend, uh, but he might not be uh, as effective as he was. Yeah, the uh, the Broncos are, are definitely uh, giving a lot of guff. The, the cone crowd had to count down the play clock to him yes. as it was running out because they were. Uh, oh no! It was they had delay of games at home yeah. in that yeah. game. It's bad. Yeah, it is, it's weird. Um, I, I actually don't think they should be taking quite as much shit as they are because they kept getting to the damn goal line in the first game of the year. They just <laughs> couldn't get in. They did um, it again. And they, yeah. Yeah, they had the they had those situations as well. Yeah. So it's not like they're short on uh, plays. It's not like they're short on uh, total yardage. They they're they're short on certain executions at certain times. That's true, but uh, they're they're not completely awful. Um, I think they're getting a little too much uh, crap right now from the media and from their own fans. Um, and with all of that by a very small margin, I'm going to concur and still take the Niners because Jimmy G, as you said, slipping right back in to his familiar role. They're probably going to put up 30 because, you know, that, that's right. what Doesn't they do. Right. does this just feel like one of their squash games? Because they had those the last few seasons where they would just get, get in prime time and they wouldn't look sexy. And Jimmy G throw for like 140 yards. And they'd run a little bit and they'd play some defense and they win 34 to 10. I don't think it'll be a squash, but not because of the offense slacking off. I think the offense will be in that area in the close to the thirties. Um, I think Russell Wilson and the Broncos are not playing that bad. I think they'll keep up. I think it'll actually be an entertaining back and forth oh. game, but the Niners know how to win those games with Jimmy G because that's what they've been doing. Um, but, but no, I think Denver will be right there with them actually. All right. Well, we concur uh, again, again, um, on Monday night, the Cowboys play the Giants. The one and one Cowboys play the undefeated two and zero Giants. There aren't that many two and zero teams in the league, and the Giants are one of them. And they're playing Cooper Rush, so they very well could be three and zero, which is very yeah. hard to imagine and think about. Um, so no Dak, no Tyron Smith still, uh, but Dalton Schultz, the tight end, and uh, Michael Gallup are supposed to be up and playing for the Cowboys in this one. Um, Giants are the favorite. Uh, it's a one-point spread, so basically a pick Yeah, it, that Cooper Rush thing was nice for a game at home against the worst offensive line in football, and Joe Burrow still tried to come back, and they almost won that damn thing. Uh, <laughs> the Giants aren't very good, but neither are the Cowboys, so this feels, this got Pickham written all over it. This just feels like a really ugly NFC East game, and I don't care how much lipstick you try to put on this pig because it's on Monday night. It's still going to be a pig uh, ball game. I love the under on this one. This feels like a 16-13 kind of game. Just just awful to watch. I'll take the Giants just, yeah, because. Uh, the only way the Giants would go to 3-0 for me is if they know how to block Micah Parsons. If Micah Parsons can get home yeah. to uh, to, to mini project and, and beat on Danny Dimes a little bit, then I would be going with the Cowboys. But I, I actually did the research and went back and looked last year at those two games in Micah Parsons' rookie year against the Giants, and he didn't get to the quarterback once in either one of those games. I'm taking the Giants with you. 3-0, and New York Giants, go Man. Big Blue. How about it? Whew. Uh, that's it. We made it. We that did time. it. Sc- hey. I'm patting myself on the back right now. We we actually got in without the last pig being completely rushed through. We actually have 30 seconds of space left. Wow. That so might what, be the what first. Do we, 
we got to disagree on like three. Yeah, it is not much. Uh, one, two, three. Uh, yeah, three with that contingency making it four. Okay, possibly. plus yep. Thursday night. Uh, and you already got one on me for Thursday night. That's true. Uh, so that's it. That's our uh, week three picks. Oh, and wow. We'll have more on our after show when we come back. And now into our VIP after show program. Uh, that was funny because we never have as much as 30 seconds left after we've made our pick. We're always right that was there at good. the edge. That was like one of the best uses, even with the crazy start and going yeah. over because of the crazy start. That was like just, well, it was we agreed so much. <laughs> right. There's no arguing because we're completely Because basically cool, most yeah. of your picks were, yeah, what you said. <laughs> What you said using different words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, I had to move myself there. COVID, still, had, you know, still dealing with the last couple of days here of uh, some coughing and stuff. But uh, yeah, so I had COVID this week. You know, I and I was getting again? it. I got yeah, I got it on Ugh. Sunday. So Saturday night, I wasn't feeling the best when we did the show, but it was you know I was tired. I was tired. You know, it's a long week. You know, and Sunday it hit me in the middle of the day, and then Monday it was I was like I don't feel that great, and I had to just work a short shift on Monday, so I was like okay I'll just work, and then it was about I had to go in and work at two, and it was about noon, and I was like oh, I really feel bad. All right, so I, you know, get a hold of my wife, and I was like, do we have any at home tests? And she's like, yeah, so I did the thing and it's like okay do this swab swab and then they put the thing inside the fluid and then within 15 minutes you'll you see the two lines i put the thing in there it was about 20 seconds before it's like bam bam I was like, oh okay yeah so and then that night i had i'm glad i didn't go to work because it gets to be about 6 p.m and it's just like the fever hits me and then the cough's in full effect but you know i had covid back in january and that was long and drawn out and it was like a fever mm-hmm. for four days. This time I had a fever for like, I don't know, 18 hours. Hmm. And I just went from that. And, you know, so I still got a little bit of the lingering cough and I'm still tired. Um, but it was much milder this time than yeah. the first time. Cause it's been eight months. But yeah. I had COVID hmm. this week. That was fun. I, I had no idea, man. That's, that's, that's awful. Did you, you moved past me and, and took the lead. Now you've had it twice to my one. I, I, I got out to the one nothing lead, and, and now you're you did. catching up. I, I did not want yeah. you to catch up. Uh, well, the first time I had it, that wrecked me. I mean, I had yeah. lingering stuff from that for weeks where I was just – the cough would be gone, but the fatigue and then the, the COVID brain, right, where you mm-hmm. just I was forgetting stuff and I face out, and uh, that was rough. This time it, it was much easier. Everything just felt like it was like a faster like stage one, stage two, you know, boom, boom, boom. Each day kind of had a different theme. It's like, oh, today's headache day. And then, oh, today's bad stomach day, you know. <laughs> today's super tired and sleep all day, you know. And I went back to work on Friday. And so today I'm more sore. 
just from being up and about again. Yeah. Because that was pretty much five days just mostly locked in the bedroom. You know, my wife wouldn't let me out of the bedroom. Right. <laughs> so that was my uh, that was my week, and uh, that was not fun. But it wasn't but it wasn't as bad as last time, and it was a much shorter uh, quarantine period because they don't care if anybody gets COVID anymore. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, so, yeah, that's the, that is the only uh, saving grace that the variants going around right now are not nearly as uh, severe. So. Yes, I it this to me just felt like I had a bad cold for a couple of days, and then it's more so that you notice the difference between a cold and and COVID is the after effects. It's just you just get the I still have that just lingering, you know fatigue like this morning I because I worked all day yesterday and it was my first day back and I had a really long day at work and I woke up this morning I, I didn't want to go out of bed right I mean I'm just I'm hammering that snooze button over <laughs> and over and over and over but I made it through today and I'm off tomorrow so I'll be home tomorrow I'll watch football I will uh, present to you my my DFS lineup for the week so last week my main team uh did better <laughs> uh, that was all the Amon. That was my Amon Ross St. Brown game. Right. Um, I felt great going into the late slate because I was just outside the money, and all my top players hadn't played for the week. I'm like, oh man, this is going to be great. Yeah, well, I had Raiders. Oh. So that looked great for a quarter, and then I just started watching myself drop and drop and drop and I ended up finishing in about halfway point so for what started out just amazing last week I ended up doing better where I where I finished for the week compared to the first week where I finished really bad and then this week I moved up so if I was you know bottom 10% that first week which was just terrible I was was around midway about the halfway point this last week for points scored so a little more rounded team this week uh, this isn't very stars and scrubby um, as much as it is a lot of like average value guys. So Cooper Cup again, ninety nine hundred dollars. He's the most expensive player. He has been all three weeks. So that's what the most expensive person would cost you. <laughs> um, so keep that in mind when I give these players and my uh, values. And uh, I stacked up one team this week. Um, doesn't like me to do this, but you'll understand my thinking when I give you that those players. So my quarterback this week at uh, fifty five hundred dollars is Marcus Mariota. Oh wow! Going up against the Legion of Room, um, and again, the thing I'm finding is if you can get value in quarterbacks that can also run some, that's just extra sure. points. So. Sure. If Mariota can go up and I, that, against that defense, God, this, you got to get this done. Um, <laughs> my two running backs seem to be the chalky running backs this week, listening to the podcasts, but they're not the expensive guys. I'm playing matchups here. So uh, $6,500 got me Leonard Fournette. Uh, $5,900 got me David Montgomery. <laughs> and the reason yeah, I'm saying some, those They are, can figure out how to use them. The reason I'm saying those are matchups is because those are with the Packers and the Texans, the bottom two ranked run defenses in football. Yeah. 
Uh, wide receivers, uh, my most expensive receiver, well, I have a flex receiver too. So my most expensive receiver who really should be in my receiver spot, but he somehow ended up in my flex spot is Stephon Diggs. He's pretty good. He's not bad. My most expensive player, $7,700. Got me Christian Kirk. He seems to have something going with Jacksonville. Very productive. Uh, $5,800 got me Drake London. See what I did there? Uh So I've got Mariota and London. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.